Welcome in for another episode of For the Audience. This podcast is full of unfiltered opinions and fun on a wide number of hot topics from the world of sports. News, entertainment. It was indescribable. 150 countries are affected. Targeted military strike. Politics and more. This is not just your ordinary flu. Now, creating hot content for the audience is your host, Craven. Friday night to Saturday night, you have no Autumn! I'm here! Hi, Autumn. How are you? Now, Mom was telling you something. On uh, Friday nights and Saturday nights, it will no longer uh, lock after 9 p.m. Okay. I've reset your settings. Okay. Good night. Good night. So what time is Good it going to lock now on the weekends? It won't. Oh! Unless I, unless look, I lock Look at it. her wiggling out of here. It will lock look at her Sunday night at that? 9 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Now she's going to tell the whole rest of them, and they're all going to be over here. Probably. Anyways, what's going on? Show number 10. Number 10. <laughs> we did it. This is for the audience. My name is Craven Joe, my wife of almost 10 years. That's me. Almost 10 years, coming up in April. Uh, sitting me to my left. And this is for the audience. You can reach out and talk to us at for the audience show at gmail.com. That is for the audience show at gmail.com. Um, you can also hit us on Facebook at four. The audience, we got a lot of things to talk about here. As we are in, this is a Saturday night, uh, so nine oh two. It is twelve twelve of twenty twenty, and uh, this is day number one of the brand new Tom Wolf rolled out COVID restrictions. This is day number one. Again, Saturday night. I mean, we're stores recording were this. still open. We're recording this Saturday night. So, like I said, just after nine o'clock, nine o two on twelve twelve of twenty twenty, and we have made it through day number one of the new COVID restrictions. We have. I mean, stores didn't. Stores haven't really changed much. I mean, I went to the Dollar Tree earlier after I picked mom up from work, and I mean, the liquor store people were just rolling in and out. So what I'm going to do here this morning, or at least this evening, this afternoon, it's, tonight, whenever yeah. you listen to this thing, all right, normally we start the show and we have a little bit of jovial conversation back and forth about our week, which was pretty eventful. You know, a lot of things here and there and everywhere. I got Twigs here this weekend, so uh, he is over there hanging out with Allison and Autumn. Got the boys finally calmed down after uh, an exciting day. Uh, they did. They didn't want to go to bed at all. Oh my they gosh, that was the worst. And you know the look on Wade's face when he runs from you upstairs. When you oh know, my gosh, when you he know, <laughs> stared at me as he jolted up the stairs, knowing that there was no way I was catching him. So, uh, <laughs> and a few other things. I've I've reached out to uh, a, a few uh, lodges here in the area to become maybe possibly a Freemason. Possibly, we'll, we'll look into that here in the next few weeks uh also i'm uh actively looking politically and i'm trying to align myself up to be able to publicly uh someday run for office now the pandemic here in 2020 covid19 and the response to that has certainly driven myself absolutely insane okay some of the restrictions that have been placed on us here in the state of pennsylvania and across the country 
Uh, back in March and April, you might have found more cohesiveness to gather together, right? To fight this virus together. Because, you know, hashtag, we are all in this together. Well, you're not finding so many likely people that are lining up to help out at the end of the year. Why? Well, because of the fucking mismanagement of, well, what has been COVID-19. And the response from, well, the president, governors, and local leadership has been mixmash at best. You know, this person tells you one thing, this person tells you another. This state partially locks down, this state doesn't. This state wants you to just go ahead and pretty much board your walls and your windows and not worry about coming out ever again. And there could be another state that certainly is well open for business. And it really depends on if you have the R or D at the end of your title. That's a problem in this country. That's a huge problem. Because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. And I'm going to play two Americans for you here this morning, this evening, this afternoon. Whatever it is you're listening to the podcast for the audience. And we're going to start in to COVID-19. I know we didn't want to talk about it last week. And you're listening to me go on a rant. I know Joe is already tuned out because I'm on my rant. <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening. I'm on my pedestal. I've got my soapbox out. And I'm going to give time to those who are hurting during this temporary shutdown of the remainder of 2020 here in the state of Pennsylvania. First and foremost, I'm going to uh, play two clips. One's from, well, my personal favorite. Dave Portnoy, the CEO of Barstool Sports. Love him. We'll talk about him in just a moment, but first do something a little local here to where we are in South Central Pennsylvania. CBS 21, her name is Jasmine Brooks. She went out to interview, well, a restaurant owner in the, in the, in the town of Camp Hill. And, and I will allow this individual to introduce himself in the restaurant that he has in the clip. And he's pretty upset. Because one of the COVID-19 restrictions that our great Cesar, Timothy, Tomothy Wolf, has put in place for us all here in the state of Pennsylvania is, well, basically, we're no longer to go inside, indoors, to sit at a restaurant. And Dave Portnoy made a great analysis of that, and I will allow him to do his speech in just a moment. But first, here is the new COVID restrictions and how it's really impacting local restaurants in South Central Pennsylvania. Well, if you take the camera and pan around my restaurant right now and look at the three tables, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people that are in this restaurant, and Governor Wolf can tell me that we are the cause of tens of thousands of positive tests a day. And then if you'd like to, I'll drive down the street with you to the Capital City Mall and show you big box. We could go over to the grocery stores, we could stop by a sheets and I can show you the thousands of people, hundreds of day people that go in those places and nothing is being disinfected. There is no social distancing in aisles that are jam packed with Christmas stuff. So this is very, very crushing. On Monday, the governor told us that he was going to provide us help. He was going to help us. And today he kicks us as hard as he can. Weeks before Christmas, our employees aren't going to get paychecks. They're not going to get unemployment in time. 
It's going to be maybe a month or more until they get unemployment. How are they supposed to pay their bills? How are they supposed to provide for their families? How are they going to give their little kids a Christmas this year? This is absolutely devastating. And I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. There is no rhyme or reason to what they are doing. If Dr. Levine and Governor Wolf would come in here and tell me that we are the problem and then go to the mall with me and look me in the face and say that we're still the problem, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless right now. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I'm shaken. He has every right to be. Absolutely. Right there, Matt Finchball, the owner of Flinchies in Mechanicsburg in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, here again in South Central Pennsylvania, pointing out that, well, Governor Wolf, <laughs> once again, him and Dr. Levine not being very transparent on, well, the causes and reasonings why we have shut down some but not others. Doesn't make any sense, does it? It truly doesn't. No. Dave Portnoy with his statement. Okay, I gotta do this rant. I've done it a bunch. I can't believe it. I have to do it again. But New York City just closed indoor dining. My hair is fucking big. New York City <laughs> just closed indoor dining. What do they think is gonna happen? What, what do they think is going to happen to thousands of restaurants? The bar, they're done. The bar and restaurant industry and small business have been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And they've tried everything. They've been as creative as possible. you got the outdoor dining, these structures. They've had to build on their own dining. You have the glass in between the masks. You've had the six feet of separation, fewer tables. They've been as creative as you can be to save their livelihoods, to save what they've spent Decades of blood, sweat, and tears building. They've done whatever. They've scratched and clawed. And now a few politicians in New York City is like, eh, you're done. We're shutting it down. No indoor dining. How do you expect these people to survive? What are people going to go out to dinner now in ice cold temperatures? It's insanity. And this isn't about corona or how dangerous and the hospitals are rising. It's not. Listen, the vaccine is right around the corner. If you're health impaired, you're afraid of it, you're old, don't go out. Stay inside for three months. The vaccine is coming. Now, to Dave's point, he makes some great arguments inside that uh, rant. And I had to step away because, well, there's an ad playing. Thanks, Facebook, for that. So I have it pulled away so I can go ahead and eventually get back to the rest of Dave's rants. The vaccine is coming. But let people decide. I can't believe in this country what I consider the most basic right of them all, the right to earn a living, the right to earn a livelihood, is now being stolen. It is being stolen by a few politicians who believe they are smarter than me and you. They believe they have the right to tell me and you how to live our lives, something you could never imagine. Basic freedoms they are stealing, and I'm not over saying they are stealing it. And they're saying they're protecting us. Let us protect ourselves. You're not protecting a family that you just destroyed. These people aren't getting their livelihoods back. As I've said a million times, if I started Barstool and I worked my dick to the bone for a decade and I got right to the point of making it and you pulled the plug without me having a chance, I would rather die. And I don't even think people are dying when they're wearing masks. People are aware of Corona. They're being careful. 
And the rules, like, I'm in Miami right now. They just said, oh, you got to shut it down at midnight now. That's a huge blow for the nightlife industry. It was late. I can drive 25 minutes and go out in the county next door. I can go to Tampa. That's the thing. It's not even uniform. You can go to a different country. You can do whatever. Some politicians are like, oh, I'm smarter than that guy, or I'm going to tell this person how to live. There's no uniformity. And by the way, all you brilliant politicians say no indoor dining, no going out curfews. If somebody wants to go out, where do you think they're going? House parties. It doesn't even make sense. You're not even protecting the people. The people who will be going to these restaurants are still going out. I promise you, all you're doing is ruining thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. This country is never going to be the same. This is it. This already walked through New York. See, look at the buildings. Look at the restaurants. Boards after boards after boards. Out of business. Rent signs. This is because of the way the government has handled it. Be as creative as the restaurant industry and bar industry. They're doing anything you can. There's no creativity from the government. I don't know what the answer is. Oh, actually, I do. Let people fucking decide for themselves. If you want to stay home, you're afraid of Corona, stay home. I want to go out. It's not your place to tell me how to live my life at this point. In this country, politicians are taking away the right to earn a living. It's that simple, and it's insanity. I don't know what the answer is, but it is insanity. And that was Dave Portnoy. I cannot agree more with him. CEO and founder of uh, Barstool Sports. Before that, the clip was uh, Match Flinchball from Flinchies. Again, a Camp Hill restaurant here in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, to both points, I will talk about Matt first at Flinchies. Yeah, we live in south-central Pennsylvania, and yeah, he's got an amazing point. It is easy to uh, blame the restaurant industry, but if it's not uniform, and Dave's point too, how is it really effective, or why are we even fucking doing it? Absolutely. If it's not uniform, why are we doing it? You're going to kill... You're going to kill mom and pop shops. You are. absolutely. That didn't make it through the first round. They're going to have a tough enough time for the second round. Yep. Last week's show, we had a lady out in California who, by all rights, did her own stuff. And Gavin Newsom decided to allow a movie industry to set up right fucking next door to where she was not able to be outdoors. Six After she spent seven, how much money oh, to eighty thousand dollars plus exactly, and 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 Governor Wolf now releases these new COVID nineteen restrictions, closing down basically the restaurant industry in the state of Pennsylvania. While there's other places open, to Matt Flinch's point, you got sheets. No. I can, got see, I can stores. see grocery stores have to be open. Got- we have to be able to get our food to eat. We have to be able to do that. But, I mean, what are they going to do? Like, all these restaurant owners and all these people that work in restaurants, that's their livelihoods. They're they're now, they're done. They can't afford to buy the groceries at the grocery store. And both men make a great point on there's no fucking consistency no, across the not board. At all. So knock it off! Knock it off! Listen! We, you, you had me on your team back in March. No problem. Shut it down. Go home. I lost my job over it, right? Moved to South Central Pennsylvania to start life again. 
Got it. We did stay indoors. We didn't go anywhere. If you Other went than me going to work anywhere, you went <laughs> to the store, to your employer, and home. We did everything. We started wearing the fucking masks everywhere. All right. Guess what? The numbers kept on rising. The numbers kept on rising. How is this three weeks going to be any different than the last nine to 10 to 11 months have been here? It's not. Politicians, as to Dave Portnoy's point, crushing small business. It is asinine to think that a governor of any state, whether it be Pennsylvania, New York, or California, for example, one man says one thing, and the state has to follow that? Shame. Shame on those... Especially since we elected them into this position. Shame on those places, or those people, I'm sorry, that single-handedly have caused the unemployment of thousands of people, the closures of thousands of businesses over what they believe is the right thing to do. I think Governor Tom Wolf, his paycheck, right, should go straight to the unemployment office and pay out the unemployment for those that are not going to get a paycheck for the next month. Because, to Matt's point in his clip earlier with CBS 21, those people are not going to see a payout from unemployment until easily early 2021. So that means they're going to have to sit for the yep. next three weeks. No Christmas, their kids. I mean, Nothing. it's Christmas. And now this is happening. I don't know why this person, and I'm talking straight to you, Tom Wolf. I don't know why you think that you have the authoritarian right to say we're shutting it down. Fuck you, sir. And it is because of you and your arrogance is why I am actively looking to run for office someday. It is because of this chaotic mess that has been the rollout of, 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 of procedures, right? That are supposed to, quote, keep us safe. And I use that term loosely because guess what? You can be as safe as you can be if you're going to eventually get it, you're going to eventually get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. If you're going to get COVID, you're going to get it. But don't stand and step on my civil liberties. And you out there listening to me, don't allow the government to take away your civil liberties and the freedom for you to choose upon it yourself to either be indoors or to be outdoors. A lot of people have worn masks. Even those people who don't like wearing masks have worn masks. I have seen very, very few. I'll be honest. Tonight when I went to Giant Foods here in here in York County, I went in to buy groceries tonight for, for our dinner. I saw one guy in there without a mask. One guy. I see numerous people at Walmart say whenever I pick mom up without masks. Numerous. Even their employees walking around with masks either under their chin or their nose out. I mean, if you're going to wear the mask, wear it correctly. The mask has to be over your nose and mouth 
If not, why are you wearing it? If you're not going to have your nose covered, just take it off. You look like an idiot. It's it's it, it's not even the masks that I'm that I'm necessarily pissed about. I, I, wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, you don't. But allow that person the choice, right? If I'm worried about COVID nineteen, I would probably wear a mask, right? Yeah. Freely choosing to do that. But please, please, you can't do this because I'm telling you. The line, right? You push the line, that goes away. You push the line. Dave Portnoy, exactly. The fucking basic freedom to earn a living is under serious attack. Absolutely. Isn't that insane to say in my lifetime, I can say that I saw an industry like the restaurant and bar industry Yep. pretty much buckle and crumble. Yeah, I have a cousin that's a bartender. I mean, she doesn't know what she's going to do. She has children, grandchildren. She doesn't know what she's going to do. I want to say something, and I'm going to say it publicly, all right? I am in 100% on board with restaurants and bars that are fucking staying open regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a list of some of the restaurants staying open. Even after Mr. Tom Wolf's um, statement that they should close for indoor downing. Uh, 83 Diner and Travel Plaza in York, Pennsylvania. The All-American Pub in Sicking Springs. CC's Kitchen in Mechanicsburg. The Capitol Diner in Swatera. The Country Table in Mount Joy. Cora's Creekside Tavern in Burnham. Deluxe Dinner in Chillington. How about Devil's Eye Brewery in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania? How about we got... When did they open? We've got Faze Country Kitchen in Carlisle staying open. Forest House Hotel in Mifflinburg. Graybills in Abbottstown. The Gettysburg Brew Works in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Hogwild Barbecue in East Berlin. These are locations. Mama's Pizza in Wellsville. The Mount Gretna Hideaway in Mount Gretna. The Old Willow Tree Cafe in Myerstown. The Plum Creek Creamery in Leesport. Pub 217 in Littlestown. And again, this is just a few of the list of about probably 45 to 50 restaurants that I'm looking at right now, reading off to you, that are looking at Tom Wolf dead in the face and saying, you know what? We will do what we want to do, Tom. It's not up to you to tell us what to do. If there's ever been a time, this is the moment. Absolutely. This is the time. I, I, this is the moment. And I'm saying that as a healthcare worker. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm throwing myself under the bus here. I want you <laughs> to please, with any little bit of money you've got this holiday season, spend it local. Support the small business. Spend it at your small businesses in your town. Because as I said last week, if we lose... Small businesses in this country, we are going to lose towns in this country. There's going to be dots on the map that will no longer show up because the industries that did feed those towns are going to be wiped away. And it is sickening to me, sickening to me, that they are being wiped away by one man and his pen at the governor's mansion in Harrisburg. It is sickening to me that... Tom Wolf has not allowed 
people to freely upon themselves choose to stay indoors, to not frequent restaurants. Ridiculous. There is an entire industry of people, and I feel for those people. I am blessed enough to have a job where I can walk into it every day. I have to wear a mask into my employer, yes. But listen, I'm able to go to work on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. There's going to be restaurant owners, restaurant employees, bar owners that are going to start off December 14th and not able to go in and make a living for their family. So what do they do? They turn to the unemployment office. And the unemployment office, unfortunately, because of where we're at in the world today, is not going to have the ability to be able to help out in a time of need. Because it is going to take a few weeks for the influx of all the new um, people filing to be able to get that first check from the unemployment office. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Again, you had my support back in March when you made the first round of shutdowns. Made sense. Stay indoors. You didn't know who was getting it, where it was coming from. We know more about COVID-19 now than we did then. Yep. Allow us to live our lives. And you know what? I have the freedom to do that. You have the freedom out there to do that. Don't let politicians tell you what you can and can't do. It is not up to them to decide that. And I'll be honest. Remember this when you go to the polls in the next few election cycles. Remember these moments and these times right here. Because I'm telling you, it's what's fueling me to run for public office. This is For the Audience. You can reach out and talk to us at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook at For the Audience. We'd love to be able to hear your feedback on everything we've talked about so far. I do want to, again, thank courtesy of CBS 21 News, Jasmine Brooks, interviewing Matt Flinchball of Flinchies in Mechanicsburg and Camp Hill. Certainly, please go visit their business. Make sure they are able to stay open along with the long line of businesses out there. And don't be that douche that turns everyone in. Don't be that guy. Also, I want to thank Dave Portnoy. I would love to say that uh, we're a good friend of the show. I wish. uh, I love him. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're not quite there yet, but the CEO of Barstool Sports with his poignant post video of exactly what I'm talking about now. And I moment, I saw it. I love it. God, there's people hurting. It hurts. It definitely does. And it sucks. And I, 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 I'm just speechless over it. You know, allow those people to make the decisions for themselves. They have spent the money, time, and energy to be as creative as they can be within the walls that their business is in. And yet, by a swipe of a pen, you shut them down. Why don't you pull them in to the room? And ask them their opinion on what can be done to safe harbor their restaurants. I'm sure you didn't pull anybody in from Walmart when you left their place open. The capacity that they can hold is unfortunately large enough 
that Tom Wolf is okay with that. But he's not okay with a place like Plinchy's being open for indoor dining when they only had how many tables out. It's sickening. It is sickening to me that one man has that type of power in this state. And I think it's up to our lawmakers to make sure this never happens again. The executive orders of some of these branches, and I'm not just now talking about the state of Pennsylvania, I'm talking about a federal level as well, is crazy. And I think if we learned anything during the pandemic is yes. Social distance, if you're sick, stay home. And if you don't want to go out, don't go out. But please, don't tread on me. Allow me the right and opportunity and freedom to choose to stay in or go out. Because it was just a year ago you really did have that choice. You can email the show at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. That is ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Coming up during the program, we're going to talk about a guy who is getting out of prison, finally. And why he was in prison for so long is it's unbelievable. We're also going to talk about more COVID-19 talk, and we're talk about fees being applied to those affected by COVID-19 when you go into a place. Also, a nursing home in Pennsylvania. And the Christmas pickle will discuss yes, the fun the details Christmas pickle <laughs> of the Christmas. I've never heard of before, and it's actually apparently a thing. Pickle. This is Craven <laughs> and Joe. This is for the audience. We'll be right back. Now, back to for the audience, full of unfiltered opinions and fun. And uh, Craven here with you, Joe, my wife of almost 10 years, feverishly typing to her friends. I am. Letting I have her husband. going. <laughs> you were ranting, so letting I started her husband, my own conversation. Uh, yeah, letting, letting Hi, her. Hi, Carrie and Amanda. <laughs> Y'all rock. Letting me go on to, uh, to, to and, and I'm not ranting just to rant to hear my own voice. I swear to God, I'm not. I think for the first time in my entire lifetime at 35 years on this planet, I'm I'm actually to the point where I actually make a lot of sense when I speak, I think. At least I like to believe so, enough so that I can formulate conversations or sentences together that uh, leave you, make you thinking, huh, I think that guy's on to something. This is for the audience. Again, Craven Joe, both here with you up until, well, whenever the show's over for us. Yep, when we're done. <laughs> this is being recorded 9.33 on a Saturday night. 12, 12 of 2020. 20, that's pretty strange, isn't it? 12, 12 of 2020. Like I said, it is around 9.30 on a Saturday night. So if you happen to be listening to this and and it's like, what, Thursday? And you're like, man, these guys are way behind the times. So it's not because we choose to be. It's because, well, the time of the day was Saturday night on 12, 12 of 2020. Now, I do want to leave you at this point, though. Remember those that are making the decisions in our country? Are not missing a paycheck. All right. Talked about a little bit of COVID in the first segment, and there wasn't a lot <laughs> said about anything otherwise than no, COVID. No, there was but, not. Like and we're going to continue the COVID talk for a little bit. I think there were some great points made. Absolutely. By both those reports. And when I heard them, seen them screenshot, I'm like, 100% I want to start the show. As soon as I seen Dave Portner's, uh the other day, 
I I immediately thought of you and I knew you'd love it. Fast and Furious. It was time to just jump right into it and talk about it straight up, not bullshit. So which which COVID talk do you want to do next? This isn't like the Billy Ball Bags of last week. No, it was certainly not. Much more aggressive. <laughs> I still laugh over that. It's still hilarious. I still want to get my sister one. By the way, how They're is still your sold out. twisted tea? It's awesome. I need another one. So, but I'm out of cash, so I can't pay all the money. Yeah, so one. we're getting ready to start the show, and uh, and uh, oh, that song gonna be on that's, there. That's you. That's cool. It's it's the it's the recording computer, and it's been a long time since it did that. It actually, had some yeah. sort of update to run, but uh, you were talking about uh, you know maybe getting up yourself and going down to get your own brew. Um, and then you said our daughter's name, and I think. I don't know if she heard me or not, but she came she in. Came over here, and well, <laughs> three dollars later, you got yourself a, I did. a, a runner, an intern. It's our first intern here. But that was my last audience. three dollars, so I don't know if I could send her again. Anyways, she, gonna, she probably isn't going to go for free now. <laughs> for the audience show at gmail.com, you want to reach out and talk to us. You can do it in the email. Also at four. The audience. Well, let's go to Florida for us. Our next story here. A COVID charge apparently appears now on receipt of a local business this week, according to an Apoca man. Now, Jeffrey Garcia says he received a, quote, COVID admin fee for two drinks he ordered at a uh, Bolarino. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. In Topeka. Bolero? On Tuesday night of this past week. Ah! And you know what? There it goes. Um, hold on. I have the article up. He says, I took my family down there, and I guess when we are getting our bill, we noticed there was a COVID charge on there, said Garcia. Inside Bolero is a sign explaining the fee is applied to bowling, shoes, amusements, foods, and drinks. The manager told Fox 35 News, it is all Bolero locations across the country started the 2 to 3% charge just a few weeks ago to cover the cost of new furniture, plexiglass, and cleaning supplies. I figured they were always maintaining their establishments clean to begin with. I guess this time around, they're just making things extra clean, said Garcia. <laughs> Garcia said after hearing that what Bolero had to say, and talking to others, he is on the fence about it. Others who spoke with Fox... 35 news i must said fox 43 well that's because that's shared their thoughts it is a reasonable amount of money it's fine why not they're doing this to keep people safe so it's okay said niven niven i'm sorry sir i'm butchering your name he he, he lives Um, in maitland and and he goes on to quote says (laughs) we're doing the best we can to survive so why should we have uh, stepped up on that. I think the servers need uh, to be overcompensated. I don't feel like we need to overcompensate the restaurants, says Deborah Folsom, who lives in Longwood. Now, Garcia paid the fee without an issue. He says, quote, I'm just curious to know what the fee is going to exist a year from now or two years or so forth with the possibility of vaccines coming out. Other businesses have implemented sort of a COVID fee. It is best to check your receipts. Ask the manager if you have any questions on a fee on a receipt. So it is kind of weird that you would have some sort of COVID. I guess, and I guess I get it. And I was just on a rant a little bit ago about small businesses. So I guess if a small business right needs to do this, I, I, I'm in support of it. 
I think to to uh, Garcia's point, it's making sure that you don't have that same fee uh, two or three or four years from now. It'd be very odd to have a COVID <laughs> fee on a receipt in 2025 when you've got a vaccine out there and can certainly help. And the vaccine, I could talk about that real quick because it is by Pfizer. It's going to be it available is. here by Early 2021. They're saying by Monday they could have the first round out. And they want nursing homes, staffs, and residents to be the first I'm wave on the of fence. people of getting it. They want healthcare workers to be on the first wave of it. And I'm I'm totally on the fence about it. I don't I don't know. Like I don't even like getting the flu shot. Obviously, I have to get it. It's mandated. If I wouldn't get it, I mean there are employees employers that if you don't get a flu shot, you're fired. Point blank, you're done. Yeah. Like, this is hospitals. Um, but, now... I was going to say, I, I think you're going to find that employers... And, and I and I don't work in the healthcare field, but you're going to find that employers may require yeah. you to show Most proof likely. that you've gotten it. It's not going to be like the flu shot where, you know, if I want to get it, I just roll up to the Walgreens up the road and go, hey, I'm here for my flu shot, and they give it to me. Yep. Now, I'm not saying in time it won't get to that point. Oh, it probably will. It's just going to be just like the most like anything else. They'll have it um, along with the flu shot. It, it's going to be a combined thing probably throughout the years. Uh, you know, and, and I go back to the uh, the Spanish flu. They made everyone in the country get a shot. Yeah. Uh, polio, when the vaccine came out. Yeah. I mean. They rolled out everyone to get the shot. You know, this isn't a new thing. I. I think it's a very weird flex to be fighting it's, getting it, but I'm in my libertarian stance on a few things. I really feel it should be up to the person, right? Absolutely. To want to either be excited to get it and get it for their own safety, health, and well-being. I, now, talking vaccines, uh, it's not really a subject I normally talk about. Now, I'm... I want to say pro-vaccine. There are certain ones that I definitely want people to get, like especially chickenpox vaccine, for example. I am not immune to chickenpox. I've never had chickenpox. I could get chickenpox. I did. I want your children and you to be vaccinated because if someone around me gets chickenpox, as an adult, it's going to put me in the hospital. Why didn't you get the... Why didn't you get the... I... Back when we were children, back in the 90s, yeah. Gay millennials. Same here. Um, we only, box. but you had chicken pox. So what? Back then, they only did one round of the vaccine. Today, they do two because they found it's just one isn't effective. Now, I had my titers checked whenever I worked for that hospital, that yeah. one hospital I worked at, and I'm not immune to it. So I could still get it, even though I was vaccinated for it. Now I can always I just call my doctor and say, "Hey, I want the chicken pox, chicken pox vaccine," and they'll give it to me. I couldn't get it when I had my titers checked at that hospital, but because I was pregnant with that child over there, and <laughs> you're so that, big. that one child over there. <laughs> I'm just saying it. It's. It really is up to yourself to get the vaccine or not. You're probably better off just to get the damn thing and be done with it. Because, again, at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. But I understand the side effects. I understand there's a huge fear of getting it from a lot of people. And I and I 
certainly can sympathize with you. I just feel like probably at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those things where it's probably going to be a requirement. Like oh, I said, absolutely. Just like, just like the flu just shot. Just like it was, yeah, decades and decades ago until you have an opportunity. But something I didn't mention to you as we roll into our next story, you have no idea what I'm about to talk about. No, I don't. Because I'm going to change it on you. Damn. And I did this purposely for a reason. I wanted to get your raw first opinion on something. All right? I didn't tell you this. I, I wanted to get you. So this is going to be the very first time you're going to be hearing about this story, talking about this story, nothing. Normally, what I do, folks, is I'll text my wife some yeah. articles throughout the week that I feel I've like we should like probably talk about. Today. Well, because I've, 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 I've had some in the bank that I feel like we should talk about. This one came up this afternoon, and I oh, Lord. saved it. And I'm talking about this is fresh off the press. So okay. right now it is 12-12 of 2020. We're recording this around 9, uh, 9.43 on a Saturday night. All right. So a family was flying to the Rockefeller Christmas tree. All right. On a plane. Okay. They get on an airplane. They're, they're flying. Well, apparently this family was kicked off this flight. Uh-oh. What'd they do? So a tearful mother alleges that her family was recently kicked off a flight you ready for this? Because her two-year-old refused to wear a face mask. The mother documented the alleged incident on video and has since gone viral on social media. Elise Orban says she's been flying on a United Airlines flight from Colorado's Denver International Airport to Newark International Airport in Jersey. This week, the couple has made this the traditional flight to visit the Rockefeller Christmas tree, and they were excited to include their daughter in the annual holiday tribute. All right. Now, okay. Orban says the trip was coordinated with close family and friends that they were going to then meet in New Jersey afterwards, and some of them they have not seen in years. The friends and family were flying from Cleveland to Slovakia to meet up this weekend, some of the ones that were overseas flying okay. to Jersey. So they were all going to combine, com comrade, in New Jersey. Now, Orban says her and her husband, their two-year-old daughter, aboarded the airplane. We're sitting in the seats. The husband and wife were wearing face masks. But, of course, their youngest daughter had a mask, but she didn't want to wear it because she's two fucking years old. Now, the father is seen in the video attempting to put the mask on the toddler's face several times, but the toddler continues to block the dad from putting on the mask. Well, then, apparently, United Airlines employee warned a couple about the two-year-old needing to wear the face mask. The same United Airlines employee allegedly asked the family to disembark then the airliner because the two-year-old refused to wear the mask. Quote, today we were asked to leave the plane and <laughs> they had to roll it back, take our packages and take our stuff off the plane because our two-year-old would not comply to keep her face mask on. Since our bags were taken off the plane... They did get our child seat, at least. We have to wait till tomorrow until they're delivered to the house, which is about two hours away from the Denver International Airport. So the packages and bags are going to fly to New Jersey and come back. They are not. She says, quote, in a joking tone, we're definitely not going to make dinner in Jersey tonight. So I'm going to play the audio. I think I'm going to be able to play the audio. Trying so hard you. to let you finish. Sorry, I'm trying to uh, 
trying to get the sound. I'm trying to be patient. On the audio. There's so much I want to say right now. And they're sending. So here you go. We just got kicked off the flight because our two-year-old would not put on a mask. And we tried. I mean, I'm going to put a video on. And they're sending all of our bags and Adeline's car seat to New York. And we're banned off of United Forever because a two-year-old would not put on a mask. Now she's going to show you the video. So they're, they're, they're trying to put the mask on the, the toddler, but it's definitely not working. Yeah, the toddler's holding her face. She doesn't want it on. She's a baby. And and the parents are definitely trying to get it on. They're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not I mean, trying. You can tell they're doing every everything they can to put this mask on this baby. And this child's having a little bit of a meltdown over the fact that she they doesn't want are to trying to cover her face. All right. So now the daughter is laying in the dad's lap, and he's eventually going to go ahead and cover the ma cover her face with with something else. Wow. Okay. You done? I'm done. Okay. So, so basically, the the airline employee comes up to them afterwards Fuck them. and says. All right, well, because your daughter's not going to comply with the rules and regulations Fuck them. of having a mask on, you're going to go ahead and get off the plane. So then the video then continues to show the little girl getting up, the family then gets up, and they're all then escorted off the plane because of a two-year-old not being able to wear a mask on an airline flight. Now, I, I, I want to say before you go off, because now I'm going to have to listen to you rant. You're going to. All right. Yep. The lady says, then continues to say that they have had a few flights, right, right after the pandemic started without a single issue from United. This is the first time that they had an issue with a flight attendant or someone from United on the plane not wearing the face mask. The floor is yours, hon. Go ahead. Fuck you, United Airlines. That is a baby. Um, I, I'm enraged Yep. as the mother of a three-year-old who absolutely refuses to put a mask on his face for longer than a second. Yeah. Um, yep. I know. I definitely get their struggle. Um, I actually had something similar with his school, his special education school, because our sons, both of them, Cohen and Wade are both autistic. They are both special needs. And this lady from their special education, I'm going to emphasize special education school, argued with me. I mean, argued with me to put a mask on Cohen. To which I told her he's not going to wear one. To which she said, oh, well, most kids, you know, whenever they see someone else wearing a mask, they'll put one on. Dumb ass. Cohen is not like most kids. He's autistic. He is autistic. He is his own child. He, he is, is. If he wants to do something, he's doing it. If high energy. He doesn't want to do it. He ain't doing it. He's iron. He does not. It is what Cohen wants to do. Stubborn when Cohen world. wants to it do is. it. When I mean it. It's. Yes. Very stubborn. He is him. Yep. Um, 
I, I flat out told this lady to which I screamed at her. He's supposed to wear glasses too. Medically, he has to wear glasses. He don't wear them either. The fuck do you want me to do? And, you know, as parents of an autistic son, sons, um, to, 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 to my wife's point, you, you can only do so much. Absolutely. Because, I mean, the more you try to force him to do it, Something that he doesn't want, want, he doesn't want to do. He's having the meltdown of a lifetime. He's kicking, he's screaming, he's biting, he's hitting, he's headbutting. And guess who gets the blunt of that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> he comes after me. And I don't want to be kicked and hit and headbutted and bit and every damn thing else. So shut up. <laughs> to, to the point of the airline here, it is very sad that. United is, is certainly taking a stance on this. Now, I'm sure that this... I would love to know what United has to say about I it. I was going to say, and, and we will not hear that because, again, no. this actually posted, went live viral today, and we're recording this again Saturday night on uh, December 12th of 2020. Right I'm, guess, I'm going to follow this one. I, I'm sure United had nothing to do with it. The guy will be fired. Oh, most This likely. is definitely not because what they would have... They're going to, to be ripped apart by parents oh, like oh my me God. because fuck you, United Airlines, and that piece of shit. It, it, Steward or whatever the fuck you want to call him. So Piece of shit. That's what we're going to call him. She goes on to her Instagram post saying that they have been premier silver members at United. They're Not always, no more. They've always flown with them. And actually, they've flown again with their daughter four times since the pandemic without ever having an issue about her not wearing the mask. She will be three in April of 2021, and that's apparently it has to be two or older. Yeah, I wearing a mask. Uh, yes, and even a lot of places say that because I actually had an issue with Cohen even getting his glasses. With yeah. um, we're gonna shout them out and give them their little plug. Lens crafters, fuck you. And I also your PA lens crafters. I also want to go on and and, and I don't want to use the platform to rip everyone apart, but. What I'm finding here is the WHO, the World Health Organization, recommends against face masks for any kid under five. Yep. All right. Now, they say their decision on that was based on, quote, expert opinions on childhood development milestones challenges with mask compliance and the autonomy required to wear a mask properly on a child's face at that age. Yes. They necessarily not had grown as an adult or a middle-range child to wear they a don't mask understand properly. Fully. So, and here's with, you know, my whole little FU uh, lens crafters. After I had the little back and forth with the lady I talked to on the phone about trying to even get Cohen's glasses that he needs because he is cross-eyed, he is nearsighted, he needs them. Um, the lady told me that, well, because he's over two years old, he has to wear a mask. Well, he's autistic. He won't keep one on his face. So we then, I, my sister and I actually uh, go onto their website and it even says anyone with dis like special needs disabilities is kind of excluded, excluded from that. <clears throat> to which I told the lady, look, he's autistic. He won't keep one on his face. What do you want me to do? Well, he can't come in the store if you if he won't keep a mask on. Okay, so you're denying a child, a special needs child, something that they need because he won't put a mask on his face. Fuck you. Um, I'm going to say my eye doctor. Love you guys because that's where we went. All right. So turning the They're page free plug. 
from COVID talk that we've had for basically <laughs> the last hour here on the program for the audience. You want to reach out and talk to us for the audience show at gmail.com for the audience show at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook at for the audience. Now, something I found also during this week, crazy things in the news. Why there is a guy serving a 90-year sentence for a marijuana charge, I'll never Bullshit. understand. I'll never understand that anybody be in prison that long over the charge of marijuana. Now, while serving a 90-year prison sentence for selling marijuana, Richard Delaney's wife apparently died during his prison term. Also, his 23-year-old son and both of his mom and dad. His adult daughter was in a horrific car accident, suffered paralyzing stroke as a result. He's also never met his two granddaughters, a lifetime of milestones missed because this guy was in prison. You ready for this? Yet, with all that aside, the 71-year-old man walks out of Florida prison on Tuesday morning, grateful and unresentful as he hugged his tearful family after serving 31 years. All right? You ready for this? 31 years in prison for selling marijuana. He was in the midst of a 90-year prison sentence. Now, good news, he was able to meet his granddaughters for the first time this week. And I don't know why this is going to go on and say all the PC cleaner and all this stuff in the midst of the podcast. Never this is the second time. Before. No, this is the first time it's done that. He says, quote, I'm a blessed human being, a survivor. He says in a phone interview with the Associated Press on Wednesday, while he was in the parking lot of his favorite hamburger joint watching his granddaughters laugh and bounce a ball back and forth. He was sentenced to 90 years in prison for a marijuana trafficking charge in 1989 at the age of 40. Even though the typical sentence at that time for a marijuana charge, you ready for this, 12 to 17 years. He believes he was targeted with a lengthy sentence because the judge mistakenly thought he was part of an organized crime organization like the Italian mobs from New York he saw on TV. He says, quote, he never had any desire for that in his life. Now, he prefers not to dwell on the opportunities that he has lost because he's been in prison because, well, he'll never get that time back. I got to admit, sir, it's a great mindset. Absolutely. I think marijuana charges are absolutely ridiculous. Unless the marijuana is laced with, like, fentanyl or something insane like that marijuana charges are ridiculous he's not angry instead he takes every opportunity to express his gratitude and hope for others who are penned up in the system he says quote prison changed me i never knew god like i do know now it changed how i talk and walk about people he became a mentor to young inmates for me being in there as long as i was i was able to take gang members and make them gentlemen he says i was in there as a 40 year old hipster with a thick italian accent the first entered prison, he was illiterate, but taught himself how to read and write. Now, quote, he wants to make the best of all of the time of the rest of his life, fighting for the release of other inmates on the website, freedelicy.com. The system changed me. I'm going to be a better activist to those who are imprisoned with prison terms that are ridiculous, end quote. Absolutely. So, again, in all the world of COVID and all the world of bad news, a little bit of good news that this man, after 31 years, man, which is already insanely too long. And, and you know, it's funny is you don't think about it, honey, but somebody's life. Yeah. That's a life. Like, that's, 
You think about yep. your own self, right? And go sit somewhere for 31 years of 90 years. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's so sad. And, and to your point, marijuana charges said, are just ridiculous. Says it says DeLisi was believed to be the longest serving nonviolent yeah, cannabis absolutely. prisoner. That's crazy. That is absolutely asinine. And the guy that sent him in there really should really lose his law license. He should. He should no longer allow to, to practice law or be a judge or anything. It's so sad that even in 1989, nobody could look at that like we do now and go, man, that's kind of ridiculous. Absolutely. Somebody didn't look at that going, well, 90 years? Uh. I mean, where was his legal team? Out to lunch. Absolutely. <laughs> that's crazy. This is for the audience. Again, my name is Craven Joe over here. Are you calm down now? You all right? No, I'm still pissed. You want to fly United? No. Fuck them. <laughs> You can reach out, talk to us at for the audience show at gmail.com. That is for the audience show at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook as well. Getting ready to get into our second break. Done with Topical Punch, but we are going to talk about real quick coming up here in a little bit the Christmas pickle. Yay! The pickle Christmas. we're in in Christmas. Also, we got Ask Away. A few emails here. Again, you can reach out and talk to us at for the audience show at gmail.com. That is for the audience show at gmail.com. Com. This show has been very aggressive, so hopefully yeah. in the next 30 minutes we can just have a little bit of... We'll try to lighten it up. Relax, fun. You can get yourself another drink. I gotta go to the bathroom. You gotta go to the bathroom. I do. I got half a Red Bull to chug here, and we'll be right back with more <laughs> for the audience. <laughs> Craving the Joe, coming right back. You can find For the Audience on all major podcast platforms. And please make sure you rate, subscribe, share this podcast, and leave a review. This is For the Audience. Again, my name is Craven. I'm joined with uh, with uh, Autumn. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, Autumn. How are you? Good. And uh, you, uh, you want to be my new co-host. Yay. You, you, oh, you want to be or you already are? I want to be. You want to be. All right. Be careful pulling those, hon. Because you're going to move this whole board out of the way. So you can sit up closer to the mic if you need to. Oh, my God. There's there's your mom. Joe. Oh, my gosh. She said Joe. <laughs> you didn't even say mommy. You said Joe. Mommy. There, oh, there you go. Where am I supposed to sit? On the bed. <laughs> That's not near a microphone, though. So? What do you... And you have my headphones. I can't hear anything. You have the headphones in. Oh. oh she's going to share. share at least one of them. And it's probably the one that doesn't work. Oh, nope. I got that one. You got that one? Yep. Yep. Yours doesn't work, uh -huh. does it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of figured that out. Yeah, because I can't hear All right. Phone. So what do you want to talk about? You, if you were my co-host... What would we talk about right now? Because you have to have something to talk about, but you have nothing to say. Okay. I don't really know. What you don't really to know say. what to say. How are you going to do a show if you don't know what you want to say? You have to have a lineup. You've got to have something ready to go. Well, you have a lineup, do you? I do have a lineup. Would you like to talk about one of the things that me and your mom are going to talk about? We could do that. 
But first, this is for the audience. We're recording this. This is show number 10. You've run a lot of shows. It's number 10. It's not bad. I mean, it's more than nine, not quite close enough to 11. Right in the middle there. Yeah. So 192 is a lot. That would be a lot. That would certainly be quite old. It's a lot. It, you can't move this thing too much or you're going to end up messing up. All right. So are you, are you done? You don't know? All right, well, I think it's soon probably time to be done. This is for the audience. You can reach out and talk to us at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. Go ahead. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right. She would like a drink. Go ahead and head downstairs. You don't have a radio name, Autumn. You're just going to go by Autumn. Now, your brother is Twigs. Did you know that? You Would you like some of that? There's a little bit left in there. She would prefer a new drink. Not... It's Joe, Little Joe. You could be Little Joe. Little Joe. Little Joe. Joe. I have Twigs and Little Joe. What's Allison going to be? Renee. Oh, okay. So she'll (laughs) just be her middle name. You'll be Little Joe and she'll just be Renee. (laughs) And they got Twigs over there as well. That's what he said. That's what he wants to be called. What are those two dopes over there doing? Playing the computer on the phone. Of course. Of course they are. Of course they are. Back in my day, you had to uh, come up with something, you know, using the old brain up here. (laughs) Imagination. Oh, yeah. I have a video where you are crying in the corner about imagination. Now I do have it. Now you have it. Now You, you have it. You didn't have it, but now you have it. We watched your video earlier today of your kindergarten. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, Cohen was going through my phone looking at old videos, and he saw the video of your graduation from kindergarten. Now, have you changed what you want to be when what you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up now? Uh, radio, when I work on a radio station. Is that what now? Has that changed? Yeah, I still want to do that. You still want to do that, okay. So you're going to get a degree in communications? And you can use that for anything. It doesn't necessarily always have to be radio. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's all right. You've got time to learn. You know? you got plenty of life ahead of you. Yeah, because what did you tell Cohen's teacher whenever she was asking me about school? A lot of years. You have a lot of years yeah. left she to was, go. She was asking how, how long you have left until school gets out for winter break this year. And you you say, a lot of years. Autumn, have you ever heard of the Christmas pickle? No. Now, the Christmas pickle is an ornament that you put on the tree. Yeah. That's what a Christmas pickle looks like. Okay. Well, there's different ones. Here, Mommy mommy will search different ones for you. Yay. Now, the Christmas pickle works like this. I know, and this computer continues... For whatever reason, during show number 10, which is a pretty big deal, we've made it 10 shows. This is for the audience. You can reach out and talk to us at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook at For the Audience. Or get, we're we recording should do this it. On a Saturday night, December 12th of 2020, just after 10 o'clock. So well, the Christmas move, pickle be... is like this, Autumn. All right? The Christmas pickle. So it gets hung up sometime... Before Christmas Day. It's a glass pickle ornament. At least this one says that. 
It is hidden within the branches of the Christmas tree. The first child to find the pickle in the Christmas tree on Christmas morning gets a special treat. Or they get to open up the first, the first gift. So it's like a challenge. So me and your mom could hang the possibly hang the pickle on the tree and then have a special present for the one who finds it first. No, it would be for who if you or your sis or Allison or Waiter Cohen or even Sage, if he's with us Christmas morning. It would be whoever found the pickle on the tree first Christmas morning, they would get the special present. Go ahead, talk in the microphone. What's up? We don't know what was in that. It like a girl present or a boy present. Well, it would be something. It that would just would be, be a present. It would be something that any of you guys could have like it could be like a card with money in it a gift card it could be what is with money and you kids right what is with you and money twins I... told me the same thing he wants a ps5 or money i told him he needs to get a job i'm too young to have a job darn it i don't know about that depends on where you live in the world i mean we could put you to work <laughs> pap pap has a lot of trees that need to be cut down at the property now the Popular tradition around the holidays was featured in a Twitter moment back in 2018. Sort of exploded from there. It's always been sort of a German thing. But, again, that's where the Christmas pickle came from. Basically, in 2018, Twitter did this Twitter moments, talked about the Christmas pickle, and now everyone does it. Sort of like Holly and Snowflake and the Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, we should find them. Find them. In the house. Right. Now, in 2016, market research from YouGov conducted a survey among German nationals that found that only 8% knew about the Christmas pickle, and two of them could actually practice it. Old World Christmas, a shop that sells traditional mouth-blown glass ornaments, including a few pickles, printed out the original story <laughs> to the pickle tradition in every ordinary box. Is it the word pickle that makes you laugh? Yeah. Or is you, it know, I, you know, Autumn. How I say pickle. We move. Your school is going to be in Dillsburg eventually, which is called Pickle Town because <laughs> Dill, the Dill Pickle is. Were you in that school? Your dad and I did graduate from that now, same school. Now I when will Sage say, goes to that school. I will say this, Autumn, and I know you don't know Dane Cook, but when I hear the word pickle, I think of Dane Cook and I think of his stand-up act where he was talking about being molested via drive-through because the lady. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. We got a lot more of the pickles. The pickles. The pickles. Pickles. We got to watch that. I love Dane Cook. But so you're on board. You possibly would like to do. You know, mommy could crochet one. Oh my god! Should I crochet us a pickle ornament? Autumn, she crochet. How much does? I will teach you how to crochet. Once I'm done with the blanket, I'm working on. Because it's almost done. I'll finish it tomorrow. And then I will I will oh teach you God. how to crochet, crochet. So we can crochet Yay. together. More crocheting. <laughs> Yay. Hey, we have plenty of yarn we can work through. Yay. And we can teach you, too. Yeah, we can teach Daddy. There's no teaching this old dog new tricks. That ain't <laughs> one of them. If I'm going to work my hands, it ain't doing no... Working of the sticks, you know what I'm saying? No, you know what no, I'm saying? No hooking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll work his hands. It ain't going to be and no. Then I'm going to crochet next to you. 
You're going to crochet next to me. <laughs> How are you going to crochet next to me? What does that even mean? She's going to sit next to you and crochet. Oh, while you do the show. Is that what you're going to be? It, oh, there's your show. Two hooks. Two could be uh, yeah. crocheting <laughs> podcast. That okay. just sounds so boring. I actually fell half asleep talking about a crocheting podcast. She's going to get a drink. She'll be back. Oh, my gosh. How did she end up just becoming like no an entire idea. member of this show? I have no idea. That does, that does sound so, so boring. We like crocheting. She sorry. left the door open, and the light in the at the stairs is on now. Sorry, sorry. Hopefully the boys don't wake up, because you're staying up with them. Uh, yeah, not happening. This is for the audience. Again, my name is Craven. Joe is back here with us. Uh, Autumn is taking off, going somewhere else. She left. You can email the show at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. That is ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. And uh, leave us some questions, some comments, some concerns. If you happen to have them, rate, subscribe, leave a review. We're certainly still looking for advertisers to join the show. You can always do that again by emailing the show at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. That is ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. They say if you say it three times, you will remember it more. And that is for the audience Email show us. at gmail.com. That was the Christmas pickle. This is our one of my favorite things during the show is ask away. You can always email the show at for the audience show at uh, gmail.com. You can also ask your questions that way on the Facebook page. All right. So one of the questions I got here, and this isn't by anybody in particular, okay? Oh, there's Autumn. She is uh she is she is back again. All right. So you, uh, we were asked. Uh, uh, what, baby? Okay, oh, she wants this drink now. She's looking for that. Oh, okay. All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, we got to go to the store tomorrow. Okay. Are you, are you going back to your room now? Oh, you're going to hang no, out here with us? with us. Okay, I need to then look for a different question uh, that, that I can ask you. Um, Can't do that one. Uh, Can't do that one. All right, would you rather wear cargo shorts every day or no socks ever again? Would you rather wear shorts every day or never wear socks again? Socks every day. Wear would... shorts every day. Autumn, if you're in a swimming pool, okay, you're swimming in a swimming pool, right? Which one would you rather swim with? A great white shark or a polar bear? A polar bear. The answer is neither. Get the hell out of the pool! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you dropped it. You dropped your lid. Autumn, now, you like the song Rats by Ghost? <clears throat> yeah. It was always your favorite. What was your favorite part of that song? Rats. Yeah, that basically when it said rats. Pretty much. Yeah. Da, 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 That's the only part she knows. Rats. I haven't heard that song in forever. That's because. I want to be back on. Well, that's because your dad was an amazing program director. And would play it whenever you wanted to, <laughs> want it to be played. Actually, the one morning I did a major faux pas and I played Rats and then I played uh, Born for Greatness by Papa yes, Roach. Yes, back to back. Back to back. And they're brand new songs. You but never Allison. do that. Never do that. Yeah, because Allison loved Born for Greatness. But Allison forgets it. Yeah. She forgets what? What does she forget? 
Oh, she forgets Born for Greatness. I bet if we played it for her, she'd remember. No. Autumn, how many rats would it take to overwhelm you in a fight? How many rats would it take for you to be overwhelmed in a fight? How many? How many could climb on you, and how many would it take until they overwhelmed you? For me, for for me, yes, it would it would be I I see them I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Autumn, how many would it take? None. It would take none of them to overwhelm you. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Ask away. You can always ask us anything you want to at ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. I almost messed that up. ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. That is ForTheAudienceShow at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook as well. Uh, question for you, Joe. Um, How do I say this being kid-friendly? How many dates did it take Oh, let me, let, me, let me try to say this in a way where it's okay. If you can't even ask it kid-friendly, how am I going to answer it kid-friendly? Um, well, the, the question is, how have you ever dated a person you've, eh, on the first or second date? Now, I'm standing right here. I'm sitting here, so that was date one. <laughs> Autumn, you need to leave the room. <laughs> Also, one of the questions I have here, uh, Caitlin or uh, <laughs> Caitlin or Bruce Jetter, which one would you rather? <laughs> I don't know. He makes a pretty hot woman. <laughs> this is Ask Away for the audience. <laughs> you can email us anytime, day or night. You want to do that? You're welcome to it for the audience show. At gmail.com, it is for the audience show at gmail.com. This show has certainly uh, had its spin of emotion here earlier during the broadcast. <laughs> talking about uh, Tom Wolf and the ridiculousness that is whatever it is that he's going to decide to do next week. Also, talked about marijuana, the family getting kicked off a flight, which you're still mad about. I am. You're I'm still very, very upset about, about. And then the COVID receipt. As well. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to the program. Like I said, you can always reach out and talk to us before the audience show at gmail.com. Please rate, subscribe, like, leave a review, share the podcast. That we'd love to be able to get more on to here. What's up? What? I can't hear anything you're saying. Okay. Well, you mean if you have something to say, you can say it real quick. You gotta come up to the mic because we're getting ready to be done here. Leave heart Leave emojis. Leave heart emojis. I like that. That is wise words from a wise young lad. That is between the ages of what age are you again? Eight. Oh my God! Thank Eight God you remember. Old. I have too many kids, so it's hard for me to remember the ages. That's. <laughs> she says you, you only, only have, have five. five. Honey, I've got basically a starting line for a base a basketball team. Okay. Right. As kids, you have to think about it, Autumn. I started off just myself. In this world, it was just me. I now got five kids. Craziness. Right. Sucks to be you. And one wife. Oh, 
and one wife. And one wife. <laughs> I know, and I basically have six kids when Sage is here. Twigs, uh, twigs, when Twigs is here. That's okay. I don't even think he... No. He he just likes Twigs. He would prefer to be Twigs, which I get. Why? I don't know. Bring don't him know. over here. Yeah, go get him. Well, we're going to find out I what Twigs to wants to be. I need to ask him questions anyway, because I'm old. We're going to be uh, asking our children now here to end the show all yeah. kinds of questions we might as well what the I mean, we, WhatsApp? we've already we've already <laughs> been through the gamut of everything else so we're gonna find out if he's gonna come over here and join the podcast he, he he's does too cool he does listen every now and then he he said he's not an active listener of the podcast so come on up here to the microphone son yeah. oldest son of mine so, so you know, you yeah. can put it down. You just gotta yeah, lean yeah. down. You can just my headphones are attached. Well, I mean, you can just lean. Oh, oh, they're attached to it. Okay. <laughs> so Joe's having to hold the microphone to his face as he awkwardly stands there like a praying mantis <laughs> in the room here with us. All right. So, so Twigs, go ahead. Say, say hi. ask his question first. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, it's really your question, and and Twigs, she wants to know. Why twigs? Why twigs? Um, because that's my radio name. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Also, it's because um, my dad had a list of names <laughs> on his notes for things that he was gonna name himself, and one of them was twigs. And I thought that was name funny. himself. Why am I just now hearing this? Let's talk more. Why twigs? What the hell is <laughs> twigs? <laughs> I like how he turns it on me now. <laughs> he basically says, "Oh, he had names, and I like the name Twigs." So, uh, so I have a list of uh, I have a list of names now. I took Twigs off this thing. <laughs> so these are radio names. This is my first time hearing of this list. These are these are radio names I had uh, prior to going with Craven years and years ago. And of course, as with anything, it, it when you get an iPhone, you update, you update, you update, you continue to get new names. So some of these, I, I now I took Twigs off the list. It's still, as you can see, Twigs is not on the list because <laughs> you have to say Twigs. If you say, say the kid's name, the secret is is gone, right? That's like you going, oh, that's Sage's name. It's Twigs, lady. You wouldn't say say. You'd say Twigs. Craven, and I just said it. And you just said it, just like you said mine the other day. But which I mean, if they listen, oh, I'm sure they do, because I call you that all the time. They're slick, Rick. Autumn. Autumn hey! Joe. <laughs> all right, now some of these names were Cash Curtis. Because <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Dick from now on. You know, I put that on the pizza order every time. I know you do. And those. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny is when, when, and this is, this is, keepers. I don't want to be any, or deck keepers. That's what it is. I do. I put, Sage is just now, our oh. twigs is just now learning this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to sign up. So my, my dad took me and, and to one really? of the clubs in really? Carlisle. Really? And <laughs> the guy, I, I said to my dad, I want to sign up and join this club. Now, it's a long laundry list. You have to take, it takes a while. It's not like it's, like you sign up and five minutes later you're in. You have to go through initiation and all this other stuff. But I told the guy jokingly my name was Dick Kiefer. 
And the guy wrote Dick Kiefer down on the card and said he would call me Dick whenever, uh, you know, it was my turn to join. So I, I'm assuming it's, the joke is hopefully someday my phone rings and it's for Dick. And it's really for me. Did you stop that club? I didn't even join. He's never joined it. They've never called him I, to join yet. No, no, they didn't. Now, some of these other names I went through was uh, Miles, Clayton, Memphis, Duffy. <laughs> Crash, Tanner, Tracker, Ficus. I always like that one. Didn't I go to school with someone with the last name Ficus? I want to say I did. Also, Vaughn was a, was a pretty popular one. I almost went that one with Quick Rock. Almost went I don't Vaughn. like that one either. I like that one. Vince Vaughn is, is where the, uh, the name kind of came from. Wedding Crashers, all that good stuff. Oh, that's a good movie. And then, of course, I had Twigs in the list. Now, why Twigs? I just thought it was a it was a funny name. Plus, it was country, W-I-O-O, you were country. So I wanted to try to come up with something a little bit different than Craven. I didn't think Ray would allow me to use Craven on W-I-O-O, but he had no problem with me doing that at all. Why did you not put Fluffy? What, fluffy? Did you say Fluffy or Duffy? I said Fluffy. You said Fluffy. <laughs> why didn't I go with Fluffy? Well... I don't know. I mean, I am quite large, so I guess I could be Fluffy. There's, there's also a popular um, comedian that goes by the name Fluffy. Yeah, Gabriel Iglesias. And I love him. He's hilarious. Daddy you hear this, you like hear this on him? I hear y'all. Yeah, she said she loves uh, someone else. Daddy does not like him. Mommy seen him in concert. He was hilarious. You already have a husband. Yeah! You already have I a do. husband. My God. You all right, Twigs? You hanging out? Yeah, I'm fine. Now you can listen to the podcast and go, okay, my voice is on there. Yeah. He, he's I, can, uh, I feel appreciated. Part of the family. Podcast. Part of the, okay, podcast. So show 10 is now done. We're all done. We, we've got a lot of things in this podcast. You can always reach out and talk to us for the audience show at gmail.com. That is for the audience show at gmail.com. Are, are they leaving or are they staying? No clue. Okay. Autumn, Autumn has been staying. here for a good chunk. Wait, uh, I mean, uh, he left. Twigs? He's like a branch and broke out of here. Come on, that was a good dad joke. I mean, you should have said leaf. What? Twigs, break, branch. He branched out. Anyways, I'm going to hit stop on this. Uh, All right. Like. Subscribe, leave a review. This is for the audience. My name is Craven. Show number Bye. 10. Done. Bye. Done being recorded around 10.30 on a Saturday night. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> Show number 11 coming up here next weekend. All right. <laughs> Please be as safe as you can be. Fight the powers that be. And we will talk to you next week. Craven, Joe, out. Thank you for listening to For the Audience, hosted by Craven. Look how much they rub my show. The entire audience is so captivated. We appreciate you listening and your support. You can always support For the Audience by rating the show, subscribing on all major podcast platforms, sharing each program, and leaving a review. And make sure you support the businesses with your financial support by telling them you hear it on For the Audience with Craven.